0: Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday
1: as we go to God's word about different topics we
0: all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A
1: sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started.
0: Girl, no, you didn't. (laughs) Every time. It's all right, guys. It's been a couple of weeks since we... Opened up with a song, but welcome back, chosen girl fam. What is a chosen girl podcast without
1: a song or two every now and then? You know, it's who we are. I mean, we can't deny it. We can't hide it.
0: It's so true. It's so true. How y'all doing, y'all? It's actually Tuesday.
1: (laughs) This is our first (laughs) time watching (laughs) on a Tuesday in like a month.
0: Life is real. We need y'all. First of all, thank you all for understanding and being gracious with us, but also reminding you all that we are real people too, Mm -hmm. and that we have lives. And that they have been very busy this fall.
1: They have. And it's so funny. I don't know if any of you out there, like, somebody will tell you, like, you seem so organized. Or you have it all together. And I'm like, I have no clue why you would think that. But thank you so much. So let this past month of us, like, launching literally just on Wednesdays for the past month, even though it's hashtag Tell Me About It Tuesday um yeah everybody gets behind and we're probably gonna launch on Wednesday next week so grace upon grace thank you Liz and I are headed to NYC this week
0: again our second trip this (laughs) year. we're so blessed thank you we are we are blessed let me tell y'all Sarah is the best travel partner I feel the same about you sis I'm like I feel like we make a plan but if we deviate it's fine yes if we get through it too fast it's fine we love a flexible queen that's literally that's you It's great. Every time. Find you
1: a travel friend because... Well, we're actually going with several travel friends. True. But we'll have to let y'all know, we've been waiting for this since they announced Broadway was opening back up in, like, February or March. We're going to see Hamilton, y'all. It's the greatest city in the world. Yes. We we like to think that we are the Scholar Sisters. (laughs) With my little (laughs) sister. Yes. (laughs) Work, work. Yes. If you know, you know. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. anyway... Y'all, this season has gone by so quickly. Liz and I typically love to type out, like, what topics are we thinking for a particular season. But this season has honestly been in real time. Like, what has the Lord put on our hearts, like, today as we're recording And we sit and we study Mm -hmm. and we talk and we look up scripture and we look up Christian blogs and experiences of people. And then we record and it has just been, I almost feel like one of our most authentic seasons ever. If I can just brag for a little bit. Yeah. But I don't mean that pridefully. I mean that like it's just been such a blessing to not have a set in stone plan. Of course we have, you know. Uh, we always make a tentative plan. Dates and schedules and yes. stuff like that. We have two amazing guests coming up. We have our Advent series coming up, which we have to plan for all that because if we didn't, we would be like running around like chickens with their heads cut for off. Sure. But we've had some openings that have like allowed for so much wisdom and grace mm-hmm. to just slip on in. It's so timely. It has been so timely. Mm -hmm. And something that we've never talked about on the podcast that I cannot believe we have not talked about is what happens when there's kind of a civil war with our faith and we're having to navigate religious convictions that may differ from another believer.
0: Yes. So we've talked about
1: you know, confrontation a little bit. We've Mm -hmm. talked about how to treat people, Mm -hmm. but it seems like more and more, especially as the comment section of all social media just runs rampant in today's climate. um, But there's a lot of Christians at war with each other over particular beliefs and convictions and interpretations of scripture. And this is nothing new. It's probably just more, um, Public,
0: it's like, it's like the most human thing ever. But we've been seeing it since since the beginning. Like, yeah, even Jesus. You had the Pharisees, and you had Jesus, and it's like, yeah, which one like, is right? The scripture says this. They're, they're studying like, the same scripture. I'm literally God. <laughs> <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. I feel
1: like Jesus, <laughs> like that TikTok that's like, "Am I the drama?
0: I'm not I'm the, the drama. drama. Am I the villain? Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the villain." <laughs>
1: <laughs> like the Pharisees talking about Jesus, he's like, "Am I the
0: drama?" Right? <laughs> True, but I'm so glad that we're finally talking about it because it's something. If you haven't experienced at least once, then it's likely going to come up. But yeah. I think that the just the tools and the the tips and tricks and things that we're going to share aren't just useful when it comes to this specific topic, but with anything where there's there's a conflict, where there's a differing in interpretation. It's kind of like you almost think of it like there's a, there's my story your story and the truth for sure and i think oftentimes it can happen like that even amongst um within like christianity or even especially when it comes to like the protestant church it's like i feel like everything is like either you're catholic or you're protestant and then there's like 10 variations or is more than that but you know what i mean of denominations the, and styles yes. and
1: preferences and mm-hmm. i feel like this is so important now because people ultimately see a divided church. And I often think if Christians can't even get along with each other, which I feel like for the most part, we all do. Mm -hmm. But like I said, comment section be wilding out there. Sometimes, And it's almost like, how do we expect to get along with non-believers if we can't even get along with people who are on the quote unquote same team as us? Yeah. And that's a harsh reality to look at. But I think that it's something that we need to bring to light today Mm -hmm. and that we, you know, if, if we shed light on it, it's going to be much easier to see and navigate than if it was still in the dark. So right. just right out the gate, you know, the word conviction is kind of a churchy, religious type word. Mm-hmm. But it really is just a firmly held belief or opinion or being convinced that something is particular truth. Yeah. So a conviction, the, port, the important thing to remember is that this is a belief or opinion. And it's often based on truth, especially mm-hmm. in the church and with religion and faith. But um, sometimes it can be an interpretation of that Mm -hmm. or a true opinion on like, well, the Bible says this, but I'm going to take it one step further and say, I think this is the way that we should do things, maybe based on your family or tradition of your church or whatever. And I think that it's important to point out convictions can be good, Mm -hmm. really good, and convictions can be bad. Yeah. And we're not talking about like the word that's used that's like the conviction of the Holy Spirit calling you to salvation or to do a certain thing in your life, to go a certain direction. We're talking about opinions, Mm -hmm. beliefs. So this word literally has like three or four definitions. One of them is like the legal term of you've been convicted of this felony. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the one that is a belief or opinion. And examples of this in the church, which a lot of you, if you own a smart device, and you've gotten on the Christian side of TikTok at all, you may have seen things about, you know, which translation of the Bible is the best to read. Mm -hmm. What is a woman's role in the church? Mm -hmm. Um, What style of music should be played in the church? Mm -hmm. How should Christians vote? And how should Christians dress? How should men dress? How should women dress? Mm -hmm. What should dating be like? Mm -hmm. Um, What should, you know, should you have children? Exactly. There's so many questions. And I know that y'all are chomping at the bits to know what me and Liz think about all (laughs) of these. But we're not going to tell you. No. Because we're here to be your non-biased friend talking about how do we handle the sticky situations with these type of questions. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess that really it could be boiled down to theology. In a sense of mm-hmm. what these things might be called, but also I think a lot of them can be simplified to: this is just a preference, yeah, based on this scripture or this tradition or this denomination or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't mean that disrespectfully because I totally respect tradition, and I think that respect is a really good bu- buzzword here, yeah, to remember
0: for sure. It should be th- it should be the motivation behind all of it. And I think that's really important as just kind of a nice little segue as we begin, um, asking some of these questions and diving a little bit deeper is examining your heart and knowing your motives is key. Like it is imperative that we, that we each take our responsibility to do that and to do it very honestly. Absolutely. Um, let me just tell you, if you ask the Lord, Lord revealed, you know, please, please show the the shortcomings. Please show the bitterness in my heart. Please show. If you if you ask any question like that, get ready, buckle yes. up. You about to. You're going to need to sit down because the Lord will reveal it in you, and it will humble you real quick. Yes. But that I think that that humility is so important for us to come to these conversations with. That it's not it's not us trying to tear someone down or to prove that we are right. Those are very selfish motive, motives. Yeah. Um. And it's kind of easy to to get there sometimes to be like. Well, I want to make sure that they know that I'm right, or I want to point out that I'm right and that they're wrong. Mm. And but, I, but sometimes we can try and justify what may not be godly actions or a godly heart by saying, "Well, I just want them to come. I just want them to know the truth." And it's not I'm just Let me... educating them. Now, and here's hun. the thing: we're not saying anything that it's bad to share the truth. We all should. It should be our goal to share the gospel, which yes. is the absolute truth, the most highly held in truth that it literally the reason for our existence. Yes, absolutely. we need to do that on the daily sharing God's sovereignty and who he is and his righteousness and his character and the truth of all of that, which is such a blessing that we have an opportunity to learn in a very personal setting with God. But when we begin to share that in in a way that contradicts the very truth that we're explaining, that's when it can become a problem and we may yes. see some negative consequences of our delivery. Um, but with that being said, Sarah, you want to ask us her first question?
1: Absolutely, girl. So the first question, first question. Dun,
0: dun, dun. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's a game <laughs> show. How do we handle when people in our own faith
0: strongly disagree? I think part of the, let me just back up and say this. Remembering that they are a part of our faith. Yes. It's one thing, you know, whenever you believe that someone is on the outside, so you're like, well, I'm Baptist and their church of Christ. Well, I know what they believe and This is not it. Or, you know, or I I believe that they're wrong about that. Just, just get get rid of all of that, the preconceived notions Mm -hmm. and just ask a general question with no expectation. Absolutely. And when you're asking, I think it's really important to, to ask in order to listen, not to, not seeking validation that you, you were right. And you're thinking about someone else, Mm, Um, but coming with, with the heart of, We have two different perspectives here for two different reasons. We've had two different, we've been taught two different ways or we grew up in two different environments. And I want to better understand where my brother or sister in Christ are coming from where they may know the scriptures better than me. They may Mm -hmm. know a certain book better than me. They may know more historical context than me. And so considering all of these things together, coming together to have a productive conversation and going into it with the intent of being productive yes. that we are both here to learn. And I think one of the things that we don't talk about too is it's okay to communicate these things. You know, it feels very formal, but getting in the habit of, of um, just saying, Hey, I'm so Thank you. You know, you can even pause the conversation and say, thank you so much for having this conversation with me because I'm really looking to learn more about and gain different perspectives. For sure. Like, I hope you don't mind that if I ask questions, I'm asking them out of, out of, pure out of a pure heart of wanting to learn more and better understand and not to be combative. Yes. And it's okay if you feel like someone's crossing a line to put that boundary there too and say, I feel like we're moving into defense versus learning. Mm, Can we, can we take a step back and get back to, you know, what, what the scriptures say, comparing this versus that, you know, and such. So just keeping that heart, you know, in check, I think is one of the best ways.
1: Well, and something that goes right along with what you're saying right now is, you know, are you close to this person? Mm -hmm. Like, the thing is, the kind of conversation that you're describing right now is with a person that you would be close to. Like, they would know your heart. You would know their heart. And so if somebody was like, hey, can we pause for a second and take a time out? I feel like we're being a little heated. Can you imagine having that kind of conversation with a stranger? Yeah. That's just not a realistic boundary environment to have um so I think assessing the situation is super important because arguments had with strangers or behind sc- screens rarely end in resolution or agreeing between parties mm-hmm. because you know especially behind a screen in comment sections in forums and blog posts um I have I, I don't think I've yet seen someone go off on someone in the comments saying I think that this post is wrong because you were wearing this and you said this and the Bible says this. And I don't think that any comment I've ever seen has been like, you know what? You're right. Thank you so much. I'm going to take it down. The next post is usually actually in this verse, it says this, Mm -hmm. this and this. So I think that if you are looking to, if if you're looking at content online that maybe differs than yours, mm-hmm. I think that asking genuine questions with a non-passive aggressive tone and making sure that your heart is known is important, but also like what... What conversations are necessary? Is it even necessary that you comment? Can you find a friend who maybe believes similar to that post Mm -hmm. or that video or whatever and say, hey, I saw a video the other day and I had some questions about this particular belief. Would Mm -hmm. you mind to help me understand? Mm -hmm. And that's completely different than in the comments like, I have no clue where this is coming from or, you know, anything like that. Um, And then just like the example that you gave on how to conduct it is definitely through the filter being Christ-like. Mm-hmm. You will, If you are not filtering any action in your life, any motives or viewpoint of your own, being open to looking at others, if you are not filtering that through the love and kindness and the fruits of the Spirit that come with being in step with the Spirit mm-hmm. and the teachings of Jesus, then you might as well not even be speaking. Yeah. That's... That's reality. Period. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's good. Okay. Um, how do we recognize when you have, if you do or if you don't have pure motives?
1: Oh, girl. When we were studying for this question, I was like, what is the answer? <laughs> Can you help me? <laughs> Okay, so here's some filters for recognizing if you're the one with maybe mm-hmm. the impure motives when it comes to approaching these disagreements. So are your intentions or your um, is your goal f- focused on yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, do you lack empathy or are you not willing to listen? Do you find it hard to mm-hmm. listen to their viewpoint? Um, does your opinion... Go against the grain of the truth of God's word. And does your actions go against major cornerstone commands of Jesus, such as being kind or loving others? Is it for your gain doing these actions or asking these questions or is it for theirs or is it for the betterment of your relationship? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that. Just asking yourself some of those questions can really help you determine, like, why am I even getting into this? Yeah. Is it because I genuinely want to learn? Is it, or is it because I'm secretly trying to call them out? Yeah. Um, am I sharing this theological post because I'm trying to seem smarter than everybody else or because I genuinely think it may uplift someone? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that theology is so important and knowing what we believe and what the Word says is so important. But when it becomes haughty and degrading, like, I know more than you, I know the secrets of the Bible, Yeah, that can be very toxic. Mm-hmm. And whenever I'm sharing things on my own personal Instagram that have to do with my faith, I always want to think, Am I sharing this or commenting this or even bringing it up in real life mm-hmm. because I genuinely want to uplift someone and encourage them in their faith or ask questions or be curious or understand better myself or is it about proving them wrong?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, hard, that's a hard pill to swallow.
1: Whew. So Liz, that's good. what do we do when Scripture can be up for interpretation?
0: I think it's, personally, I think it's really important to to go, to go both go together, line mm-hmm. by line. And I remember um, when I was growing up, for those of you who are new, my dad was a pastor. Um, and this was one of his favorite things to do when people had differing opinions, was to say, how about this? We sit down, we'll go through the word, line by line, together, and you just teach it to me. Wow, that's really good. And... He said many times, almost every time, that someone would get to it and they would say, "Um, but this doesn't mean what you think it means. And he would say, what are you talking about? I haven't said anything. Mm, So many assumptions. So many assumptions we can have when it comes to Scripture about how each person is interpreting it. Um, I also think it's important, especially now that we have access to so much knowledge, Um, to also go back and we have access to historical context. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's a really great idea to like, I, I love having Strong's Concordance on my phone. Yes. You can call, like, I'm, I'm that nerd because I want to go back and I want to look and I want to see what does this mean in Hebrew? What does this mean in Greek? What other places is this word used? And it just helps me fully understand what is being said here. Because so many things can get lost in translation. Yes. And, but being able to come. That's a Taylor Swift lyric. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but it is true. Taylor's speaking some truth. I'm so sorry.
1: I also said, whenever you said, I have strong concordance, I said, I'm happy for you. I meant to say, I'm proud of you. Oh Something completely disconnected. Somebody's going to be like, dang, Sarah got passive aggressive. Like, I'm happy for you, Liz. Like, oh I gosh. meant to say, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Gosh, Sarah, goodness. But you're right. Like, going back to the original language and considering the context. Mm -hmm. Because even, okay, this is something else, y'all. This is important to think about. I just literally just thought of this. We've got to fact check with other scriptures because Jesus himself in the New Testament. Because Mm -hmm. we got the Old Testament. That's the Old Covenant. God's deal before Jesus came and reconciled us from our sin. Because Jesus even said... So you have heard it written,
0: or mm-hmm. you have seen
1: it written, an eye for an eye, which is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It says an eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth, or something like that. But Jesus says, but I say, mm-hmm. if someone strikes you on the cheek, turn the in other the one cheek. and mm-hmm. let them hit that one too. Yep. And he said, you've heard it said... Do not commit adultery. But I say, if you've lusted after someone in your heart, then mm-hmm. you just as much sinned. That's right. So Jesus himself is like almost contradicting scripture saying, this was the old way. This is what we used to do. And I'm coming to say, yes, committing adultery is wrong, but also thinking dirty thoughts about somebody in your mind is wrong too. So if you think that you have the right, I'm putting words in Jesus' mouth, but this is basically the idea that he had. If you are thinking bad things in your Mm -hmm. mind that is invisible, no one can see this, you are just as much in sin and just in need of a Savior as someone who has physically committed that sin.
0: Well, I I think too that in his, I think what his motivation also might have been in sharing that is quoting these very familiar sayings and things. And revealing the truth in them, what yes, the, its intent? Absolutely, it's like it's. It also reminds me of another phrase that was like the a jack of all trades, and is better than is is better than one or something like that. But yeah, 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 Essentially, if you go back and you look up the full phrase that it that is said, it's saying that it is better to be like a jack of all trades because you at least you know you know more than one thing. But yeah. it's always used in a to mean the opposite when it is said. Yes, and so. I think in this, in that very instance, that's so good. I'm so glad that you brought that up that Jesus is like, yes, you've been taught this, but this is what we meant when we said this. Yes. And I think that's just a pure example of honestly human nature and how it's very easy for us to distort things sometimes for our own personal gain for our cultural gain. Um, You know, and and things of that nature. So whenever it comes to studying the word of God, especially with somebody, I think it's important that you come together and you go line by line and you talk about what does this mean? What other references are there? Um, What, you know, even getting at your concordance, what is what does this word even mean? Um, You know, from in its original text, is it a different phrase? And so I know it takes work. Let me just be real. It takes work to study the Bible. But it's worth it. But the more yes. you study it, the more you will actually enjoy getting into it. Because honestly, if you're if you are a baby Christian or you're not, you don't love reading the Bible and you're just reading it. Find, I mean, find you a version that you like. But I'm just telling you that sometimes you're going to be like, wow, I don't know what I just read. Yeah. It's like that sometimes.
1: And the thing is, we have to come to terms with that we are... Seeing through a glass that is dimly lit, that mm-hmm. we will never know all things right. on this side of heaven. There are going to be some things like that. I mean, his ways are higher. His mm-hmm. thoughts are higher. We are limited by being human, by being in our flesh. And I think that knowledge is awesome. But mm-hmm. I also th- think that sometimes the pursuit of it to the extreme, everything in moderation, is great because if you get too extreme with it, you can really, like, <laughs> trip yourself up mm-hmm. in the not knowing, in the right. gray areas. Um, and it's important to know, like, know the scripture for yourself. And I personally need to do better at that. But I think of an example that I learned, I think it was one of my first days in a Shakespeare class in college because I was an English major. And she said, uh, Quotes from Shakespeare are so often misquoted And it Mm -hmm. made my teacher so upset (laughs) Because they're on pillows and t-shirts And stuff like that In pop culture In mainstream culture And it's not at all what Shakespeare meant Like an example This is probably one of the most notable ones It says um, Shakespeare wrote I'm pretty sure it's in Macbeth um, Or it's not in Macbeth It's in the one where they're all in the forest I can't remember Anyway, somebody's screaming it at me. But anyway, um, the line is, though she be little, or though she be but little, she is fierce. Mm-hmm. And you see that all the time in Hobby Lobby on, like, little girls' canvases for their room. And it was actually meant to be an insult that, like, wow, she is fierce. But it's used all the time. Like I even had someone get a coin purse for me that said that one time because they were like, it's Shakespeare. I know you love English. And I immediately thought of my (laughs) professor. I was like, that's not what it meant. But thank, I didn't say that. I was not passive aggressive. See, you can know things about scripture and know things in life and like not make people feel bad for not Mm -hmm. not knowing them. And I feel like that's a gift of being liked by people (laughs) Um, because no one likes to know it all. But all that to say... You know, tradition is so good, but in the same way, I think of how many verses and things were passed down maybe incorrectly. Yeah. In the name of tradition, like, the whole thing, God works in mysterious ways. Yeah, there are many mysteries about God, but he's worked very hard to make himself known through mm-hmm. his word and through Jesus, and that is not in the Bible. Yeah. That is not a scripture. Um, so I think that it was all done with good intent. Mm-hmm. All of it was. Yeah. But, um read the scripture for yourself. Look up the Greek yourself. There's so many good websites that translate it immediately for you Mm -hmm. and even have context clues about what was going on in culture in that time so that you can say, oh, okay, this is what was going on. This is what the scripture says. This was what I was taught maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But I personally am going to choose to believe based on X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Facts here that this is my conclusion that I've come into with this decision in my life, and that can be something as simple as, "Do you think women should wear makeup?" Mm-hmm. That's a that's a big church thing. Yeah, and I have friends who do not think that women should wear makeup. Mm-hmm. I personally love makeup and. It, it has done nothing to my spiritual life that I'm aware of. <laughs> but that's a conviction I have, and mm-hmm. they have their own conviction, and we respect each other's conviction. We have yeah. never once had an argument or a debate. They just said, oh, I just believe this because, and they give me their reason. Yeah. And I say, well, I respect that. Good for you. I admire that about you. Yep.
0: And and that's it. And that's it. Yeah. Yep. So kind of coming off of that, what do you do when you realize that you have been harsh when discussing your opinion or um, discussing Scripture or your convictions?
1: I think it's very simple. You need to repent and apologize. Mm-hmm. I think that you need to use that experience for future conversations and remember that everyone has convictions, mm-hmm. that yours are important to you, mine are important to me. Um, it's so... Funny, I thought of this analogy when you were talking a minute ago about how we all have homes. We all have different houses. Some Mm -hmm. people have apartments. Some people have, you know, a big house or a small house or whatever, but I think of how many different styles of home there are, Mm -hmm. and, you know, my, my sister-in-law Summer, she has a beautiful little farmhouse, and I love it so much. It's so quaint and cozy, and it is, it is a true little farmhouse, and I have more of a cottage-style house in Mm -hmm. the middle of town, and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. very, uh, I mean, it's an older nineteen thirties home, and I think of my grandmother's house, mm-hmm. which is a really old house. I think of all the people who have homes. You have a house, mm-hmm. and I love your house. I love the style of your house. You've dressed it up so cute, Thank you. and each of those feel homey, yeah. But we've all interpreted, interpreted, interpreted home in different ways, mm-hmm. and I am not saying that you need to not stray from truth. But I'm thinking of this in comparison to, like, denominations. Mm-hmm. How I have a preference of how I decorate my home, just like Summer has chosen the preference of farmhouse, mm-hmm. just how my grandmother's house is more of an 1800s-style style home and yours is more of, like, uh, clean grays, and but still cozy with candles and pillows and yes, white curtains. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all of those are... Our homey homes. Yeah. But we've all had our preference. So I think that we need to remember that we don't need to be harsh yeah. with people's preferences. Just like I go to churches with friends sometimes that they sing out of a hymnal. Yeah. And I've been at churches. Um, like my personal preference is more of like a band contemporary style. Mm-hmm. I went to a private school growing up where it, it was a private Christian school where it was all a cappella. Yeah. And I loved worshiping all three ways. It was a really cool experience. Honey, my grandparents were Pentecostal. Yeah. And then another side is Baptist. So I'm like, I've literally, I've been really thankful and blessed to see a melting pot of Mm -hmm. ways to worship. And, you know, I have some friends who, like, y'all know I love to read the message. You love ESV. Mm -hmm. I have friends who would not dare stray away from King James Version, and we all have our own reasons for that, Mm -hmm. but I think that we need to remember that those are convictions, that even though it can be backed by some truth, it may not be completely set in stone. It may be up for interpretation, and your conviction matters as much to you as mine matters to me, Mm -hmm. and until we get set in stone answers in heaven one day, we do not need to be harsh with each other.
0: There's no, there's literally no reason for harshness, no. and you know, while I love that you brought up the house analogy, because here's the reality: we we all decorate our houses differently, but at the end of the day, we all abide in the truth that a house is a place where you live and where you sleep and where you rest that has four walls and a roof. Yes, it has cornerstone.
1: Yes, there use, is a foundation that we all absolutely. share,
0: and and it's a truth that we all accept, and it's the same when it comes to the Word of God. Absolutely. At the end of the day, we know that we serve a God who is sovereign over all, who sent His Son to to die on the cross, who rose three days later, and now the veil was torn, and the Holy yes. Spirit lives within us. That is a truth that we all believe. Amen, girl. And so whenever we whenever we enter into those conversations, and you know, or discussing or sharing our opinion, just remembering that it's I'm not talking to a stranger. I'm not talking to someone who has you know wildly fundamentally different conversation or yeah, conversation. Excuse me ideas and opinions but that we're simply having a conversation outside of the foundational truth that we all believe but how we can move forward and carry it out with our lives. Yes.
1: And I'm going to add to the like everything you just said is so spot on and interpretation is kind of another buzzword here. Mm-hmm just being respectful and remembering that it is an interpretation. I was listening to John Mark Comer talk on a podcast this past week, and I'm going I'm to bring up the V word. He was talking about how a lot of people in his church congregation were like, would well, Jesus have gotten the vaccine? And he's like, honestly, we don't have a physical answer because there were no vaccines. <laughs> it was not mentioned in scripture. But you need to take what you think with the actions of mm-hmm. Jesus and with the knowledge that we've been given, you know, consult maybe if you have a friend who's an RN or if you have a friend who's a doctor mm-hmm. or consult your family doctor or whatever you think. Do your own research. Look at how Jesus behaved and how he acted and how he, you know, conducted himself mm-hmm. in his own culture and make your own decision and then don't make other people feel bad. Yeah. For their decisions. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, John Mark Cromer. Because we we really do not know what Jesus would have done. Because the word vaccine is not in my Bible dictionary in the back. (laughs) And I think that using faith... In an argument against modern day, especially political agendas, can get very dangerous. Oh, my gosh. So I urge you guys, I'm sure that Jesus is up there thinking, please don't bring me into this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And that's just my, own. a lot of people think, no, Jesus wants to be in it. And that, hey, interpretation. Yep. For sure. Interpretation. But I do know that Jesus wouldn't want his name stamped on hateful comments. For sure. No matter what side you're on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, so this is your non-biased friend's reminder of don't slap Jesus on hateful comments. That's right. But last question, Liz. I know we're wrapping up. We're mm-hmm. about running out mm-hmm. of time. <laughs> How do you know when to stop, revisit, or just move on from a debate?
0: When, honey, when you start talking in circles. Yes. We've all been there. When we keep going around and around and they're not saying your point and you're not seeing their point yes. or sometimes, and honestly, sometimes it's two-sided and sometimes it's one-sided mm-hmm. where you were, you are speaking and they're not listening. And there are times when they're speaking and you're just waiting for them to finish talking. Mm-hmm. Yep. When it, when it comes to that point and you're like, this is no longer a productive conversation when you are not being challenged mentally To think about, or to see things in a new perspective, or you're not trying, making an attempt to see something in a new perspective. Yep. That's when you when it's a good time to just say, "Hey, you know, I feel like we're not being as productive as we intended to be, or as we hope to be." Yes. And I think what would be a really great idea is for us to take to pause this conversation, to go back and do some more research, and to come back to revisit once we've had a moment to kind of collect our thoughts again. I think also. I think it's a great idea whenever you're having a debate with somebody to say, hey, would you mind to share some of your supporting documents or some of your research or some of the scriptures or share, your, share things where I can learn more about your point of view? And yeah, send me the link. Yeah, send, send me the link. But whenever you come together with the intent of learning and not um, to, for anyone to feel bad or for, for you to be right, but to better understand, Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never won an argument by just standing and yelling at somebody. No. But only when I went and said, I want to learn more about why you feel the way that you feel. If you'll give me a chance to share with you, like give you a, the space to learn about why I feel the way that I feel.
1: Amen, girl.
0: And it's, it's a, you both got to give, both got to give. Yes. Um, but if your conversation is just not being, if it's not being productive anymore and it's getting nowhere, it's okay to press pause and just say, we need to revisit this. Or sometimes it's okay not to visit it at all. Yep. To just be like, I think we just have differing opinions when it comes to this, but I'm so thankful that you are having, that you felt comfortable to have this conversation with me. Yeah. Thanks for sharing your opinion. That, boundaries are great, y'all. We've already talked about it yes. once before, but boundaries are a great thing, especially when it comes to something like this. There's no need. Let, let us just be real. At the end of the day, our breath in our time on this earth is not worth all the arguing nope. that we oftentimes will do in our lifetime. You're right. It is a distraction from the kingdom work that we've been called to, and it's not productive for anybody. Yeah, and I think that's really important for us to be memorable of, um, and cognizant of whenever we're having conversations with other people of faith, especially when those are in public settings, whether that be in person, or whether that is um, on social media or whatever platform that may be on. Yep. Because the our job here on this earth is to share the good news of God. Yep. And. How is how will someone actually come to know the true character of God if we are misrepresenting that character yeah. when we talk about the God that we love and serve? You're right. We are a part of that family. You know. You know when your mom was like, "You better behave. You better act right. You better do right." Yes. Like, and if you don't, Make sure I, your shirts ironed. That's right. <laughs> yes, Mary played no games with me. Yes, I mean not me. 11 years old, getting up at 5:30 to iron, iron my, my, clothes. my shirt. Yep. That's right, because she was like, "I ain't gonna do it." Yes. And you better not go to school. And she would find out. And that's the thing. But at the end of the day, remember who we represent. We have the such an honor, such an honor to represent the, the most high God yep. who gave the ultimate sacrifice of his own son. And, you know, there's there's a, um, a phrase that my dad used to say, he goes, um, you know, Jesus died for you and all he asked is for you to live for him. Mm, girl. And when we think about I have the opportunity, I have the pleasure of living for Christ every single day. It is a gift. Am I, am I, is that gift in vain? Yeah. With the way that I conduct myself, with the way that I have conversations with believers and outside.
1: Mm-hmm. And that,
0: I mean, I don't know about you, but that, that makes me like, Ooh, that's, that's some humbling. That's humbling to think about. Yeah, it really I is. I need to fix my attitude because, and it's a re, it refocuses you too. Yes. So that you're not just looking at the trees, but you're looking at the whole forest saying, you know what? Some of these conversations just aren't worth it. Yeah. If I re- and, and remembering that if you want to make a really great impact, look at the way that Jesus did it through yes. personal relationships. You're right. I mean, with whether that be his own disciples, the woman at the well, the tax collectors.
1: Yeah, he disagreed probably with most of the
0: people that he came into contact with and is known mm-hmm. as the greatest
1: example of loving people.
0: Mm-hmm. So it can be done, folks, all while sharing truth. Yes. You can love and share truth. Absolutely. People don't have to walk away wounded. But before we, um, as we're getting ready to wrap up, I just wanted to share um, some verses from 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6. And I'm reading this out of the message version. Um, I do like the ESV, but sometimes I switch around. I like that yes. In the Bible app. You can go and compare because sometimes it really does help me understand a little bit more. But um, here I go. So, the world is unprincipled. It's dog-eat-dog out there. The world doesn't fight fair, but we don't live or fight our battles that way. Never have and never will. That's right, girl. The tools of our trade aren't for marketing or manipulation, but they are for demolishing that entire massively corrupt culture. We use our powerful God tools for smashing warped philosophies, tearing down barriers erected against the truth of God, fitting every loose thought and emotion and impulse into the structure of life shaped by Christ. Our tools are ready at hand for clearing the ground of every obstruction and building of lives of obedience into maturity. Wow. The tools that we, the knowledge we've been given, the words we've been given, the voice that we have been given, the platform, all of that, keep in mind that it is a God-given tool to build up this kingdom, not to tear Mm. it down. Yep, that's right. And as long as we keep that as our focus,
1: it'll all work out. So are your words building up or tearing down? Yeah. If they're tearing down, then... Sh-
0: if they're tearing down, look at the fruit, honey. Yes. It doesn't lie.
1: Yeah, you're right. Proof's in the pudding. That's it, y'all. mm mm-hmm. um, Next week, we're doing a relationship Q&A. So, the cues are coming from you. That's right. So, um, every day we're going to put a little comment box in our Instagram stories, and feel free to comment on those. All of the questions will be asked anonymously. Mm -hmm. Um, If you don't see that comment box for whatever reason, just feel free to DM us on Instagram. Um, I try to check Facebook often, but honestly, the notifications come through really odd. Um, (laughs) Facebook, if you're listening, (laughs) fix that, (laughs) because... I'll go like weeks without getting a notification and then I get one and it's from like two weeks ago and I'm like or like it's so weird and I'm like Technology. did I just not see that like am I going crazy anyway y'all message us Please. email us my email is sarah at com.
0: we would love to answer your relationship questions because obviously we're experts I'm like right right <laughs> Of course, y'all, I'm definitely not. But we do have two diff- very different perspectives. Sarah yeah. is is married and has been for, oh, my gosh, seven years, right? Yes, which is insane. Just happened this month. Oh, my gosh. And I'm a single Pringle, y'all. So we got two perspectives <laughs>
1: for you guys. And we will be in New York with our very best friends, our inner circle, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, we may even seek their wisdom for some of the answers to these
0: questions while we're waiting in the airport. Yes. So, so please send all all your questions.
1: Yes, and we will not humiliate you by saying your name. We promise. There's no judgment here. Absolutely not, because I, I, I still got questions. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All the questions are brought to you by
0: Sarah. Right. <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
1: laughs> no, we love you, Hunter. <laughs>
0: no, but he's the best. He, for real, he really is the best. But this is going to be so great, so please submit your questions. There is no right or wrong answer, like, or wrong, right or wrong question. Just send them on. We want to talk about them.
1: Absolutely. But we're and so we'll... thankful
0: for you guys and... We'll see you right back here. Yeah,
1: we'll see you next week. We love you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much
0: for listening and make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.